Yo, 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 welcome to the Trio Middle Nurse Podcast. Introducing first, Beanie Pirate. What's up? My man, Brave in the Bowl. What's good, y'all? And your boy, Out of Animal. Here on this podcast, we talk about pop culture, life stories, fun conversation, and we might have some special guests. We're Trio Nato Nerds, and we're here to say, Excelsior. <laughs> <laughs> yo, 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 welcome to the Trio Nato Nerds podcast. It's the squad. We got the whole squad today, man. Whole squad. Fuck, I hate you. <laughs> Did you know this? <laughs> I'm just preparing for the episode, you guys. Oh, anyway. Why, why do you fret? Anyway. You can do a secret mantra. Jumo Gwega Fighty Sal. Some of the chi demons. Y'all. Oh, man, I'm dead. Yes, this is our mental health episode, you guys. Yes. Oh, was there was there anything else? No, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, we segue into it. This is gonna. Well, everyone, y'all know us by now. We just jump into things. Uh, but yeah. So this month is Men's Mental Health Month. Amen. Uh, in I think as a black man in the United States. Of America, we all need help. Uh, just going straight up to say it, we all need help. Like therapy, friends, everything. We need help, motherfuckers. It's okay to cry. Just going to start off saying that straight up. It's okay, cry. Mm-hmm. Just do it. You know, in this world, in this day and age, now when we we're shown to be vulnerable, that's not the that's not the thing, you know, we, it's not the norm, you know what I mean? Like, like we're supposed to be keeping our heads high. We're supposed to not, our tear ducts supposed to be dry. Like we're supposed to be commanding to the point, you know, and it's, it's kind of disheartening how our society has kind of, you know, made that again, made that the norm, like in, uh, um, it, it would be nice if we could <laughs> we could have a time to ourselves. We could have time to just pretty much, you know, make sure the weight of the world ain't on our shoulders at some mm-hmm. point. You know, we need something that'll that'll boost us. Yeah. You know, yeah. and we don't have too much of that nowadays. I mean, most even. I mean, I don't want to go into, you know, I don't want to go into celebrities, but some celebrities have been kicking the bucket like past couple years because mm-hmm. of their mental health. And you ain't even know that they're because people, you you know, you would think like, oh, wow, they have money. They have this. They have that. They have all, all the cars, all the shows, endorsement deals. But like. That's. You know, that's that's not that don't bring you to be happy, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. all the time that kind of yeah. stuff doesn't make you happy all the time no and i think that comes with the um like celebrities and all that it's not just having uh just like a good therapist you know like the way i see it if you become a certain power you know certain well certain celebrity isms 
you know, you need to surround yourself with great people. And I think actually that trickles down to anyone. Like if you are, this is men health. If you are someone who identifies a male, who is a male, who, who also is a male, like you need a core group of friends that have your back, you know, that can tell you when you're wrong or tell you when you're right. Like, it's not about like, um, you know, letting a person go off and do their own shit. It's like, if you know a homie down, help the homie out. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Oh. You know what? I, uh, speaking from recent experience, I can definitely uh, attest to that. Um, for all the men that's listening to the podcast, hear me out. Um, check on your buddies. Mm-hmm. Because you never know what battle someone's going through at all. Like, our mental health is very important. And I think it it breaks my heart just to know that people will uh, flock and parade over Pride Month. Shout out to Pride Month. Love Pride Month. Love my LGBT community. Love y'all. However, I don't like how it's being overshadowed by Pride Month and uh, Juneteenth and all this other stuff that's been going on. Like, Men's mental health is really important because a lot, a good percentage of the suicides in the world are from men, a statistic people don't really talk about. And then I'm going to kind of jump off what you're saying. I don't think it's being overshadowed. I just think it's it's not talked about, you know, like it's, it's not because LGBT is taking over or what they're doing is something they also need help and what they, they need a month to, it's their month. But it's also like, it's people are so scared to talk about men's mental health or they, they got it wrong or they say like, you a man, you don't need that. And I don't think it's overshadowed. I just think it's, it's being lost because no one wants to talk about it. Like I wouldn't even, I'll even go deeper into that. I won't even say lost. It's not being promoted. Yeah. Cause it's, it's being, people are scared to talk about it. Like, I don't think it's being like, again, it's not overshadowed. It's just scared of talking, especially black men are so scared to talk about their mental health. Um, like, you know, we all go through stuff, especially being a black man in America, we have to worry about so much shit, right? Like, we have to worry about, if I'm going to wake up, drive my car, go past a cop, what we doing? We looking at that cop. Like, we even when we're, we know we driving the speed limit, we driving what we do we turn and look at the cop because now we're worried about we have to watch out like we get pulled over we have to worry about am i gonna make it home i just got pulled over for going five over the speed limit like what's about to happen right and it's sad it's like that it's a lot of stigma that goes with being a black man in america Mm -hmm. it's it's a lot and People don't really realize that until it's too late. Like like what y'all was saying earlier, and I, I got to piggyback off that because that's mm-hmm. the, the biggest takeaway I have from us as men being able to step up and just like, hey, you know, men's mental health is important. We didn't have that back in the day. Like mm-hmm. the generation before us, they were tough. They were hard-nosed. Oh, man, crying, boy, you better suck that shit up get back to work or man, you don't show emotion. We don't do that. We, 
we never had that outlet to get that out until now because mm-hmm. of what the ones before us have struggled with. We're not going to say they've mastered anything. They struggle with it because mm-hmm. they weren't able to do that, which is why they have the anger issues and they blow up last minute. They're like walking time bombs. Given holding all these years of resentment, you now you fucking 53 about to snap on the world. Because mm-hmm. you've been holding all that shit in and trying to be a man. Like, I'm going to be on here. I'm going to be real with y'all. You know, like, I also have my own mental health problems. You know, like, growing up, I was a, the outcast, the nerd. The, the athletic nerd like it's something weird where people just come at you and also like childhood trauma and other stuff like being bullied being kicked being looked down upon just because i played a card game you know but now everyone is that i'll watch anime and you're like where the fuck were you at when i was getting punched in the face for watching anime like mm-hmm. you know has whooped but then growing up I see like my health was it it didn't get better. You know, I kept trying to bury it. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And I'm gonna be real with y'all. Like I, I thought about it and I tried to uh, you know, take my life. I did. Um, it wasn't smart way of doing it, because I was like, I'm gonna get high off my asthma pump. You can't do that. Uh <laughs> you just get dizzy and fall asleep, and that's what happened. Um, but then like, you know, still growing up and like not being where I want to be because society made it seem like, oh, you're 20, 21 years old. You need to have a car. You need to start your life right now. And I'm like, shit, how, how? right. And then dealing with school, dealing with parents divorce, like so much was just happening at once. And I'm trying to like understand my emotions taking it out on people, but also holding it in and then leaving. Like I left Philly, left all my friends, moved to a whole new city. And this new city, it was like, you know, almost a fish out of water. Like I was the black kid in an art school that had different mentalities and looked at life differently than they did. So they look at you like, oh, he's just weird. Oh, he's this. Oh, he's that. So this made me in a deeper hole. And then years of dealing with that, I came to a conclusion, like, I need help. So I went and got help. And I feel like a different person now. Like, And then I still have my friends with me that I can talk to about realist shit. And we all understand, like, you know, we, we deal with shit. And I think if you know that you're dealing with something, you know that you have a lot of problems with relationships or you get angry easily go get help you know like at least try it you know it's not for everyone i I get that but at least give it a go or get someone that you can talk to that can give you the truth and not to sugarcoat the shit out of you you know Mm, yeah um what what i be thinking about with like men's mental health like even like for me personally like i have been through i've probably seen too much as a kid um when i was four my only male figure in my life 
was my grandfather and he passed away in like 20 years, 20 years ago, actually. Uh, it's been 20 years and he was always such a goofy individual. And that's kind of what I would like to think I try to embody. Um, but I didn't really have my dad around. My dad was around, but you know, sleeping around. But uh, he he really had no impact on my life like I wanted it to, and I had to learn things over time as like how to be a man and how to do certain things. And honestly, I'm still still learning. You know, like even like. I didn't even get to know things like, hey, how to how to dribble a basketball, how to like I I really didn't have no not much sports of of a sports mind in my head. And I was a small little kid, so I was like, what what am I going to do? You know what I mean? And and I always had this self-doubt and it still hovers over you, you know, uh, the self-doubt and self-loathing and like not wanting to do anything like having being uh lethargic in a sense um like even the dark corners of your mind like suicide and stuff like that like that that's still i've i've kind of quelled it like conquered it for now but it's always this looming cloud that's over that's over me so it's hard to push that down and move that away when you're like, say investing your life in work um, and, or you're so fixated on getting this problem solved, but it could never, it's a problem that you can't really solve right then and there, like a goal that you have. Um, yeah, like a goal that you have, like long term, short term. If you can't get it done, then you're going to be feeling that that's going to be and that that's what I have. And it's like I want my stuff to be conquered now, but I know I can't do those things now. So it makes me feel like I, I'm not doing enough. And I think I've always I've always thought that is why I like one of my one of my favorite heroes is Superman because of the fact that he believes in hope and stuff like that and hopes for a better future and tomorrow. And I, I like to try to aspire to be that way. Um, just, I know he's a fictional character, but I'm like, you want the characteristics in that, that, that drive to just, Hey, let's change the world a little bit. Yeah. And when when it comes to when it comes to stuff like like I said my 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 father not being there and me dealing with Hurricane Katrina during the the when I had to move like that that I shouldn't have been seeing the stuff I saw in the um because I was in the Superdome so I was I saw a lot of stuff in there I shouldn't have seen as a a six year old um and that was like after. My grandfather died, had passed away. Um, we had to move because of a fire that happened at our house. Um, and 
we were we were already like not feeling good about ourselves and we were almost separated. You know, it's like just I always think about these things and it's just it's just a matter of powering through them. And of course, like y'all, like y'all been saying, like it it takes it takes friends and sometimes family who can mm-hmm. become your friends over time, you know what I mean? Like close to you, real close yeah. to you. So yeah, it's it's healthy to talk to people. It it's very healthy. Mm-hmm. Um I I can't stress that enough. If if like a man is like so scared to let feelings show, you know, just let that be the norm, y'all, from now on. You know, we need to come clean. We you know, and come clean and tell people. Uh I like whether it's it's our sisters, brothers, friends, close, you know, close friends, uh, our, our, our spouses, hopefully, you know, and it's just, but we need to make that a norm. We need to make that a staple on a foundation, you know, uh, and it's, it's not becoming that, but again, those, those thoughts, like just, I know it's hard because it's like it's not easy. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. definitely not easy. And it, it only takes time. And, you know, so what, what y'all got to <laughs> say? <'cause, laughs> oh, man, uh-oh. Lord, yeah. Go, Kazo. Oh, man. I got some tear jerkers. Um, damn. Spotlight on me. Um, I... This is me being open with not just y'all, but the world. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, having a good state of mind and mental health is very important to me, especially with the the years of trauma that I've been through. And shout out to my cousin Howard, because he then walked through a lot of that with me. And we, we got to see some shit that uh, normal people would, 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 would break from. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell y'all a story in a second if it's cool with Howard because this one's kind of I won't say personal, but it kind of it's something we still healing with mm-hmm. from. But at the same time, I feel as though the world should know. Like one, it can be cruel as fuck, mm-hmm. and two, if you don't have the right state of mind, you will break. Mm-hmm. Let me get to that story in a second, but I'm gonna give you a little background on how I'm trying to hold up mentally through all these years. So. Those who don't know, uh, my father died in 05 due to cancer. And at the time before the cancer hit, that was my hero. Like, that was my solid rock. Like, man, I want to be just like that. And once the cancer hit, he started to deteriorate. So I got to slowly see my hero become this big, strong 6'2 man and just slowly turn from big hero to thin and sickly and that did a lot to my mental my damn my my hero dying so that that fucked me up a bit and then once he passed it was like i had to grow up quick it was just me my mom my sister so it it went from having a dad like five six months ago and now i'm forced to be the man house so i had a lot growing up to do at 13 
and it was forced on me. So it, I ain't get a lot of guidance. Like I got some every now and then, but I didn't have no real father figure or no real leadership at that time. So I'm just, I'm winging that shit. So that did a lot to me. Um, and my mental and I'm not going to say it hurt, but it, I'm already one with anger issues as it is. And that just amped it up a bit. Cause I felt so much pressure having to be the man, having to take care of this, take care of that, stop fights between my sister and my mom, take care of the household. Like it was a lot on a black man, mm-hmm. young man at that. So it, it was a lot to deal with. Then on top of that, my mom remarried like two months later. So that didn't help either. So it, it was a lot going on mentally. And even still, I'm still in, I'm still fighting demons that have traumatized me back then. So for those who are listening, uh this story is not for the faint of heart. It'll be brutal. And you hopefully you won't suffer the nightmares that I've been through because of this. So here we go. This happened a while back. Uh, me and Howard was coming back from playing basketball. At this time, it was, I think, if I'm correct, it was, was it 10th or 11th grade? 10th grade. I know we had that let out. It was 10th? Yeah. I know it was the day we had that let out. And we got off at like 11 o'clock from school. And we made a pack. Me, you, Chris. Uh, Maine, Blair, Kyrie. We made a pact that we was going to play basketball at different locations that whole day. Mm-hmm. Be like a traveling basketball team. I remember this day vividly because one of the traumatic situation I'm about to break down, and two because uh, Howard's pants fell down. I had big ass shorts. But he was hooping though. He was hooping. Howard got that rebound, had that put back. I'm like, yeah, because of this whole pass. So the, the, the girls were looking, so that's all that matters. The girls the girls were looking. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, I saw a bare ass. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so after that, we we're going to go to one more court to play. And Christian Jermaine was the only ones that were down to play with me and Howard, so we are like, okay, we'll meet y'all up there. So to get up to this location, in Southwest Philadelphia, where uh, niggas not supposed to go, but we were going anyway, we decided to take Cobb's Creek to get there. If you're not from Philadelphia, let me tell you now, that is a no-no. That's not the place to go. Something always happens at Cobb Creek. Mm-hmm. Always. Whether it be drug bust, crackhead, dangerous crackhead, not even the raving crackhead. These dangerous crackheads try to rob you. Might find dead by it was the shit crazy. It's a no no zone, but we ain't want to listen because our black ass was stubborn. We want to play basketball. We already hyped on adrenaline because we was playing. So we walking down, boom, boom, boom. We see this Hummer parked to the side. So we don't think nothing. Of it. We just walking by, walking by. Dude pulls the window down. He had tinted windows, so. Puts the window down. All we see is dude getting head from this hooker. Like, oh shit. 
Okay. They're going to keep walking. Okay, let's go. Gonna... All of a sudden, my man Twitch pulls out a gun and blows the hooker's brains out in front of me and my cousin. Wow. Oh, no. That's not the fucked up part. He pushes Shorty out, looks at us dead in our fucking eyes, and says, the head game was whacked and peeled the fuck off. What the hell? I don't know about you, cuz, but that moment has still fucked me up to this day. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm having trying to forget about that story. Like, yeah. Um, I, yeah. That, wow. Wow. Yeah. He went through some shit. And even to this day, I still have nightmares about that moment. I think it was the fact mind, I didn't know what to do for like bruh. days, you know, like no idea what to do. Just kind of went through life. How old were like, y'all? How old grade? Y'all was so around like 16? 15, 16? 15, 16? Wow. And it was one of the few moments where I felt fucking helpless. Like, mm-hmm. damn, we just seen a, a woman get murdered in front of us. And there was literally nothing we can do. Wow, I think it was just—it was just like, man, like I—I I remember, I don't remember how we got home. Like I think I—I I, I completely zoned out, and then I was like in my room, you know. And I was like, "You all right?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Like I didn't know even what to say. Like I didn't tell my parents. I still didn't tell my parents to this day because I don't know what to say. Unless they, they listen to this, then they probably would know. But right. I, I didn't know what to say or do. I just remember it like it, the gunshot. I, think, I don't even remember hearing the gunshot. I just the, the body going out of the car, Bro. Was, mm. like through me, and then what he said, and then drove off like it was like nothing. Like, like no remorse, like just vicious and cold. And I'm just like, damn, there are people in this world like that. But you think you see motherfuckers like this on the news and you hear about it. But when you get to see that shit firsthand, it does something to you. Or TV, uh, you know, it's <laughs> you hear right. about this stuff on TV and all that. Like you see it on TV, on shows and stuff, but it ain't. Yeah. <laughs> You see the aftermath of it, but you don't. I'm gonna even say go through the motions. You, you're not there. No, it's just it, it's just a moment, and you know, like I know the cops came. Like, I know that happened. Like I remember that, but I don't remember anything else after that. Like, Me did neither. we talk to the cops? Maybe. I don't even remember that. Like, oh, God. Yeah, just seeing. And and you know what what really fucks me up about that? 
We've never seen or heard from that guy ever. You haven't seen him on the news. You haven't seen him get caught. We haven't seen him die due to unforeseen circumstances. This nigga was never heard from again. I think no, he he definitely got caught. I do remember that. Um, yeah, no, he he got caught. He's in jail. He's still in jail. Like, I I do know that this man is in jail, uh, because of that. But I don't know how they they figure it out. Because I don't think I looked at the news. I would say, like, I think at that moment, it was somewhere, like, probably a week or two later, we talked about it. And in my head, I was like, we did that? Like, I don't know why I was thinking, because I didn't know what to do. Like, we just saw someone hid. Sorry, everyone online. But their head was gone. Like, it was there. And... Yeah, I don't know. Like it, it, it definitely. I was messed up. Yeah, still fucked me up to this day, man. And like, I always envisioned myself as like a superhero, trying to trying to redeem myself from the bad I did back in the day. And that's one of the ones I regret. Like, damn. And I know many people told me as therapists, even my own wife. Hey, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. But it's just like, if only type shit. I mean, that's not even the first time we saw that, too. Because remember the other one, too. Like, oh, it's... Mm. Sorry for everyone's listening. Like, it's... Go ahead, man. I, I've, I've seen some shit, you know? Like, I... It was another time where we were walking to somewhere we shouldn't have been. Yep. Um, We were older then. I think we were... I think it was after high school and we were just like chilling, just walking around and we were, oh God, like I remember we walked past this dude that we knew, right? Kind of offhand knew. Um, we dabbed him up. What's up, bro? Kept walking. Like nothing happened. We walked down the street around the corner. All you hear, pop, 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 pop. you know, like it, if anyone ever been in the woods, you know, when you hear nothing, like if everyone just not even the woods, it's had a moment where you don't hear anything, like a loud sound, and then mm-hmm. nothing. Right? Like it it just sound like the sound got zapped away from us. And we did we did best. We jumped down and like, what the fuck just happened? This car drives away down the street. What the fuck just happened? You know, like at this moment, I've been like working in camps, um, doing things. So I knew first aid, I knew CPR, I knew all this stuff. So I'm like, I go into help mode. Like my brain is like, I don't know what just happened. Go help the person. And I remember turning around a corner and the dude we just dabbed up. We just dabbed up literally maybe a minute, you know, less than a minute. We just dabbed him up. He is on the ground blood everywhere and i'm like shit so i'm like sprinting towards him and like at the time i was carrying like first aid bag like not a first aid mask like a um 
compressed, not compressed mask. I can't even think of CPR mask. And like I pull that out, put it on his face. I'm giving this man CPR and his blood just everywhere. And I'm just like pumping and trying to like save this man's life. I don't know what I'm doing. Like I knew what I was doing, but I just like pumping. Cops come, ambulance come over. They push me out of the way. They're giving this man CPR too. And they stopped. They just stopped. They helped this guy up. They put him in an ambulance and they look at me and they're like, we're going to help you out. <laughs> and like there's blood over me and I'm like, oh, so they like take me back and then we, I'm getting clean and everything. And then I'm like at the hospital, they're checking, making sure I wasn't hurt. And I'm like, that's not my blood. You know, like this is not my blood. And you, cause I, you were there and you're just kind of like, what the what the fuck and they told us that the dude died right like he died when the ambulance got there so i did help this man out enough but it it was just he just been shot so many times and like it 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 kind of gave me a different perspective on life too at that moment like it's so quick life is so quick and it's kind of off topic from mental health but it's my mental health at that moment was like life is so quick it's so quick um that also did give me the idea of to move away so because life is quick and i need to like i have dreams you know like i want to achieve my dreams and it's not like sitting on a stoop because you never know what could happen right Mm -hmm. I don't know what this guy, like the guy we dabbed up, I don't know what he was into. I don't know. He could have probably been in some dirty shit, some clean, I don't know, but it's like we just saw, in a span of a couple of years, saw two people, like dead, like dead, like there's blood everywhere. I just remember that, like, you know, and I, and Albert's right, like you, we've been through so much, and you know, I talked to my therapist about that one, Especially because I was like in the deep, like I was, I was, there was blood. Like I, I'm colorblind, but it looked like I was covered in doo doo. Like it was just like, like I couldn't tell what was happening when I was done because it was just like covered in like a liquid. Um, and it, it, you know, it does change you. It, it changes you because you, a person sees a lot of things. Right. Like we all, all three of us have seen different things in our lives. Um, we have been through so much shit. Right. But look, look, look right now. Like we, we are all three of us trying to get the help that we need. Right. And anyone that's out there listening, go get the help. You know, like just, just do it. You know, we're not therapists, but if you call us, you know, if you if you are a friend or someone, you call me, you're like, yo, I'm dealing with the shit. I will help you get the help. Right? Like I can't help you fully, but I will try yeah. to help you get the help. You know, if you having a bad day, um, and you feel like in your mind, you're like, This is I this is it, you know. Dude, we're gonna like, put the hotline on here. We're gonna put it everywhere. Like, call someone, dude. Like that. Like what y'all 
Like that is wow, that's some serious stuff. Like, cause that remind me of like it, it don't I was I guess I I feel like I was lucky in a sense. Like I didn't I didn't see death like that, you know, on, on that's um on the scales that y'all have seen it. But I've probably have blamed myself for like my um my grandfather dying just because I'm like I remembered like the times when he looked sickly and I didn't know this until later, but he would always he would always smoke cigarettes out on the porch. And he would all be taking these pills that he was supposed to take because he was a veteran and uh, he fought in the, um, I think it was the, uh, well, he ain't fighting a war, I don't think, but he he was like in the army, I think. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, when I saw him kind of even more, because he was like a bony guy, but he was pretty tall. But I just remember him when he became worse and he was more, he was less active than he was. And um, when I saw him come back from the hospital, he, uh, he slept on his couch. Cause we, back then our house wasn't really that good of a house, but we didn't have enough beds in there, but, Slept on his couch one night and he didn't want to stay in the hospital. So um me wondering, and I'm I'm six, you know, I'm like me wondering like, is he okay? Is he gonna be all right? And not knowing that that was gonna be the last time I see him. And like then the next morning, I'm hearing from my mom, oh you and papa is gone. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, like what what does that what does that even mean? You know, and she was like, he went to heaven. And I still don't didn't know what that was. It's a six year old kid, you don't know what that is. <laughs> you know, well, like you know what heaven is because you've been to, you know, but, but you don't know what it means to be gone like that. And uh, I only didn't get it, but years later, but he was foaming at the mouth at night and the uh, medicines that they gave him just took their toll on him. And my mom was like, I can't, I'm about, I'm going to be quiet and I'm going to tell the like the police and the ambulance to be quiet because I got my kids in the back and I don't want them to be waking up, you know, and and I'm just like, when when I went to the funeral, I looked at his casket. It wasn't him. He'd been cremated, but they made like a replica, whatever, him body or whatever. And I just was like, that's not, that's not him. And I was like, I don't, I just couldn't feel anything. Like I couldn't, like I, 
I didn't know how to feel about that because it was like a person who was so integral in my life is gone and I couldn't do nothing about it, you know, and that still that still gets me. And like. I don't think I probably stopped crying ever since. And. Then my grandma, his his uh his wife. You know, he she had passed away in 2017. And I remember December for Christmas, I was working Chick-fil-A shifts like day in and day out. And and I worked at Christmas and I came home and she answered the door. God bless her soul. But she was sickly because it was like she hadn't been coming out of her room a lot. Me. Me, her, my mom, and my two, well, my one of my older sisters lived with us, and just the four of us, but it was just me and her. And she threw up on the ground, or she threw up on the floor, and I'm like, Mama, do you need, you want me to call 911 and all that stuff? And I was and like, I'm about to do it right now. She was like, mm, 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 mm. Like she was holding her throw up back, and she threw up some more, and I was like, What's happening? What what is going on? And she didn't. It's like she didn't want to. She didn't want no help. You know. And I don't know what is up with the older generation, but if you're sick and you you need help, you need medical attention, please go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I didn't like seeing that. And then the next day or so. My mom is meeting up with her like, uh, are you OK? Are you good? Because you haven't been out of your room. You've been you haven't been eating right. And my grandmother, all she was worried about was did I scare Brian? And. I'm like. I'm like, mom, I should have just called a called the hospital. I should have just called the ambulance and got her to a, a hospital. Then come. January, she goes to a checkup. I think it was about January or February. She goes to a checkup. And they say she's perfectly fine, but they still had like some blood tests on her. And then she comes home almost like everything's fine. I just spent the day with my with one of my friends. I come back. Um Basically, we're all sleep in the house a little bit. We're, we're all kind of sleep in the house. Nine o'clock, I think around nine or 10 o'clock, my mom is like, Brian, Brian, come in here. And I think she was saying mom the whole time. She was calling out for her mom. And my grandma wasn't responsive. Like she passed out on the floor trying to go to the bathroom. And I don't even know how. I don't even know. I, I'm just like, why didn't I? I was just like, why didn't I call call the hospital when I should have? Why did I? Why did I not do what I was supposed to do? And she would be here right now. And then we're trying to resuscitate her, trying to wake her up. She's not waking up. She's not responsive. My my mom already knows she gone, but I'm like, we got to I'm trying to do CPR and stuff like that. And I'm like, what is happening? 
and bring it to Kennestone and uh, where I work at now, um, bring it to Kennestone and it was like she passed away and my mom was like, yeah, we already knew she passed away when she was at our place. And ever since then, I just, I always hold that on because I'm like, why didn't I why didn't I call call now? Why didn't I do something? You know, I I I should have did something when I should have, and she might would still be here. And then, literally a year later, after all the pain and heartache, my mom found a lump under her breast, and she got breast cancer. And I think I've even come to Albert recently. Like my mom is in remission. Thank God. Uh, She was in a remission literally like within a year, but what, five years later, she having heart problems. And I was like, does something out there in nature just want to attack me and my family? Like what, what is a, we, we've been through so much. What What's happening? You know, my mental has been tested so many times. And even in recent in recent months, I'm like, this is unreal. Every time I think we're out of the we're out of it, we're out of one bear trap. I put my foot in another. We are we all putting our foot foot feet in another. You know, so it's like that has been challenging my mental recently. I'm like, all of these stringing events, like what? And I'm trying, you know, like I feel like I'm trying to do everything. But again, it's that me being thinking I'm lazy, thinking I'm not doing enough. Like. And I want to get stuff done now before anything else crazy happen in this world. So. Yeah, I'm just like, I, I understand where you're coming from, Albert, like with with how you Cause seeing a seeing a parent that you hold dear, like they strong, they up here, and then you see them, it look like they almost dying and withering away. Like that, like I would never want that. Want not even on my worst enemy, I wouldn't want somebody to go through that. Not even the stuff that y'all seen and y'all been through. Like I wouldn't want y'all. I wouldn't want nobody else in this world to have to go through that. And then much less not talk about it and not, you know, so I'm just, I'm, yeah, I, I completely understand y'all and I'm still thinking miserably. I, I literally joke about things just to, I have a sixth sense of humor, so I just try to find humor in everything. To try to bypass it, but man, it's it's just so it's so hard, you know. It's that's why you know, like this mental health thing is not it's it's not it's no joke. It's you, you're you're damn like. 
you know, we, we, you know, both of y'all always got your backs. Like no matter what happens, you know, we may fight in the future. We may not, who knows? Like, I always will have your back. Like no matter what happens, you know, um, it's life is fucking shitty. <laughs> like it is, it's things are going to happen. And it's like, you know, the three stories we all just told is like we, like we, we, you feel powerless, you know, like it's that idea that we're, you're powerless. And I like to look at life now. It's like, sometimes you just gotta, not gotta, but sometimes you, you when things happen, you gotta stay positive, you know, like to say the idea of like, this is, this is staying positive. Like, you know, I lost my grandpa, my aunt, literally months in between each other. Like, we're, but it's all about just staying positive and finding your outlet and finding the people you can talk to about and going to therapy and listen to the therapist and listening to when people say things and understanding, like, be who you are, you know, like, don't let, anyone not stop you from being who you are and um life life is gonna life is gonna test you left and right like it's it sucks but when you can find moments to just to laugh you know like like i I love you guys and like this podcast definitely helps just to laugh just to you know, we we do what we got to do, and you know you're you're not alone. And everyone out there listening, you're you're never alone. You may feel like it at the moment, but if you reach out to someone, anyone, anyone in your circle that you trust, reach out. You know, like yeah, you know, I'm not all y'all friends on here that's listening. But I, I, if you call me, I'll answer. You know, um, if y'all need anything, yeah, you know, you got, I, I got my back. I got y'all back, right? Like it's, it's not over, right? Like our lives just started, right? Albert out here with fifty kids, you know, uh, pension. Don't put the hex on me. <laughs> but no, like you, you out here, you know, you living your life. Sips, you living your life one day, drink, <laughs> but like, I'm out here my life. Like, it's, Look, it's, we're doing it. You know, black if you need America. me, if you need me, call me no matter where you are, no matter how far. <laughs> Don't worry, baby. Just call my name. It'll be, I'll be there in a hurry. Don't have to worry. Somebody help me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, oh, legends, <laughs> legends. Terrible. But like, this is what we do, you know. Like, you're gonna deal with some hard ass shit in life. You're going to listen, to everyone out there. If you haven't yet, you will. You will deal with some hard ass shit. It's the outcome that's that determines who you are. You know, like, how do you deal with this the heavy shit? You talk to someone. How do you deal with the 
the shit that's like the shit, you know, that the shit when it hits the fan, it's going to hit the fan and it's going to spray around your room and it's going to smell like shit and you'll have to do it with it. You have to clean it up. You have to like, but you don't have to do it alone. That's the most important thing. I don't want everyone to listen to what I'm about to say. If you don't listen to this whole podcast, I, whatever, if you want to hear this one part is you're not alone. You know, you're never alone. You may feel like it in the moment, but give someone a call that you trust. They will get your back. And if you don't have anyone you trust, there's numbers out there for people that have your back. Like there's stuff out there that can help. Yes, therapy is fucking expensive. It is. It is really expensive. But there's programs out there that can help. And in this podcast, in the description down below on Spotify, somewhere, I don't know. I don't know why I'm pointing. Y'all can't see me point. But somewhere on Spotify, there'll be a description of numbers and stuff for y'all to call, you know, to get the help you need. Don't, don't do this alone. That's all I'm gonna say. Don't don't do it. You know, be like the straw hat. Get yourself a team, a team, a squad. Remix. Yeah, man. Like it's crazy. Like. Yeah, it's crazy how life can can go. And honestly, I don't even know how I am still here because I had some close calls. Cause I was like, man, like maybe I shouldn't be here, but I'm glad I am. You know, I think that even with my self-doubt and self-loathing, I actually have upgraded to from from I went from hating myself. To liking myself. Now I need to get to the loving myself. Yeah. That's 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 still coming. You know, but it's it's a journey. It's like I like myself, but I wanna love myself. And that's what we gotta remember. We should if you're not there at loving yourself and who you are and you know what you become, where you're at, then we need to get there, you guys, you know. We need to just get there. We got to work. It's, it takes work, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just keep it going. You know, that's what I got to say. What you got, Cuzzo? Just this, and uh, we'll probably wrap it up. Like the gentlemen were saying, life is definitely hard. Um, I'm going to tell you from personal experience that uh, I've been at my lowest of lows lost damn near everything at one point even at that point don't give up god got you man no matter uh what religion you are no matter who you are no matter your social status no matter what man like don't give up keep fighting forward don't be afraid to hit your homies up hit the hotlines up hey hit us up you know we're definitely free to talk um there's no DC slander. Read some DC slander. What do you mean? <laughs> and this is why I, I, my mental health is better because I talk trash about Marvel. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
Um, don't be afraid to to break the cycle. It's time for us to break the cycle. Mm-hmm. Time for us to break the stigma of men. It's time to get this new generation of men and show them that while showing emotion, while being vulnerable, that's going to strengthen us to be even better. I'm going to do this quick uh, quote from one of my favorite movies, Pokemon, the first movie. Love that movie. Oh, Pokemon. Y'all already know. Shout out to my man Mewtwo. By the, uh, my man said, the circumstances of one's life are irrelevant. It's what you do with the gift of life that determines what you are. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I got shit right there. Bars. Bars. <laughs> and, you know, my last thing is don't play hide and go seek, you know? Like, if your friends are out there in the battle, if your friends are in the battle, you know, they need your help. Don't be going out there high and, and coming afterwards. You know, they need your help at the moment. You know, don't be Martian Manhunter, everyone out there. Just <laughs> I totally, you know what? I agree with you. Don't be like Martian Manhunter. And definitely don't be like Professor Charles Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> Way first underlings to do all his bidding while he has, <laughs> while he has hold on now while his graveyard of some of his dead students are right in the back so he can just roll over and see. <laughs> and sometimes that uh, the, the electric wheelchair don't be working, so they got to wheel him over there. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> the battery dies and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are a Martian Manhunter. Stay away from fire. I'm just saying. Like, I don't, <laughs> it, it scares you, but just stay away. From it. All right. Like, I know your friends be out there fighting people, but they need you. They, your homies need you. Right. You know, no, Charles, underwear barely, homies need you. You know, he barely leaves the house, right? Like, at least Martian Manhunter leave, you know. The spot every now and then. Charles probably don't even leave to go to a Dunkin' Donuts run, bro. Charles, <laughs> Charles leave. Martian Manhunter leaves one bar and goes to the other bar and watches it on the TV. But oh man, look at Superman. He's oh man, he might need some help. And he goes to help him with his great times of need. <laughs> you know, God sent uh, these underage teenagers to go fight crime. Hey, doesn't doesn't <laughs> Professor X got got some landscaping to do in his tombstones in the back of his uh, school? Yeah, he does. <laughs> filled with his students. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, everyone, we're gonna go now. <laughs> coming at the X Men. You know, uh, Marvel still has the best sales of the year. But thank everyone <laughs> for listening to our podcast today. Batman, Batman, Batman. Uh, <laughs> That's all I gotta say. <laughs> but nah, everyone, for real, for real, you know, we're gonna have links everywhere on our Facebook page, everywhere, you know. If you need it, get the help. You yeah. know? Yep. And you're not alone. All right. You are not alone. I, oh, uh, I'm sorry. All right. Well, hi, everybody. <laughs> Deuces. Peace. No, you're far apart.